Ladies and gentlemen, before we get this party started, we want to start off with some gratitude. Who are we thinking, Amy? Fort Collins Public Media. Downtown Fort Collins. Yes, please reach out. And if you want to come down here and record, we would love to see some more people. Yeah, maybe you've got a story to share. They are doing podcasting. They're doing live streaming television. Mama Jerry can be your fairy godmother as well. We'll share a little bit. Always, we want to thank them first before we get our podcast started. We are so grateful to use this wonderful equipment. We can record and and you want to keep listening to us. That's absolutely. the main thing. We actually sound good. Yeah, finally. So, yes. FortCollinsPublicMedia.org. Now let's get this party started. Woohoo! Podcast season two, episode six. I'm Tracy and I'm Amy, and here we are in the middle towards the end of October. Rocktober, Rocktober, our favorite month of the year. Absolutely, we love it. All spooky things, ghost hunting, decorations. What else we got? I love it when you know the neighbors like take on like who's got the better decor outside Mm. and there's always that one house that just rocks the block Mm -hmm. and we've got a couple of those in our neighborhood so that's nice so it's it's super fun to go driving home at night and see everything uh glowing and i mean amy spooky tv shows right absolutely all day long and then on the weekends uh hubby and i are watching the scary tv shows that are favorite tv shows and i think up next will be Blair Witch Project for us. Oh, so we just watched Shaun of the Dead classic. the other night. So yeah, yeah, really good stuff. Yeah, and all of the ghost hunting TV shows. Mm-hmm. And we might have done a little bit of ghost hunting ourselves. We did, dish we? I think we just got our uh, newbie badge. <laughs> <laughs> Is it a little light up ghost? <laughs> yeah. It's a Casper. Yeah. We were intro. <laughs> yes. Intro level. <laughs> and we'll we'll talk about that um later in the show but we've got a great show yes yes we we just love we are just in love with what we're doing right now so um tracy before we start all that tell me something good well remember our last episode where we were talking about like the life and death and we mentioned the blue zones and how people are living to a hundred years plus by the way that they're eating and we had a Blue Zone dinner. We did. It was fun. It was so fun. Delicious. I love my mom. A shout out to Patty because she listened to our podcast and she said, I want to have a Blue Zone dinner party. And so we each brought a dish from the Blue Zone website and it was so good. There were like five of us gals maybe. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of fiber in it. <laughs> so we were like super full because every dish was really good. And we wanted to try everybody's dishes. From appetizers to dessert. Oh, my gosh. All the way. Yeah. And 
And, and, you know, here's the perks of having, um, like a celeb friend in mm-hmm. the mix. Mm-hmm. Um, Karen's hubby, Robert Cheek happens to be buddy buddies with Dan Butner, who is the one who's like created this blue zone awareness. And so we sent our pictures of our dinner table to Karen sent them to her hubby, Robert, and Robert had the cleverness to send it to Dan. And so how cool is it that while we were having a Blue Zone dinner, Dan Butner saw our text because it said red. red. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, offer still stands, Dan. Come on into Fort Collins. We or love. we'll do a Zoom with you. Yeah, we'll do a Zoom with you. We also have a girlfriend we want to hook you up with if you're still single. <laughs> Just saying. Dan and Ann. Like, that's the cutest couple name. It would be awesome. <laughs> and so that was that was fantastic. And it inspired me to purchase one of his wonderful books. Uh, it's, it's called The Blue Zone Kitchen. A hundred recipes to live to a hundred. I mean, one, why wouldn't you want to buy this book because of living to a hundred? And two, it's like a coffee table book. It is absolutely gorgeous. It's big. It's like it's like one of those like eight and a half by eleven books, um, and it takes you all to every blue zone. It's got stories of these people, and and I love that the recipes are simple. Mm-hmm. You don't have to like go shopping into the corners of some exotic natural food store looking for a crazy spice that you're never going to use again. I've actually cooked out of here and really, really loved it. And I've highlighted all sorts of good information about, you know, eating healthy and living well. So I I can't say enough good things about the Blue Zones Kitchen. I mean, it's a New York Times bestseller too. So pick it up. So there you go. Pick it up. Yeah, it's, um, it looks like it was produced by National Geographic. So or published. Um, so highly, highly recommend that. Yeah, that delicious stuff. We From beginning to end, we just had a great time. Wonderful flavors. I think we all paired our, our um, dinners well together. So it was really good. Yeah. Yeah, so that, that was really good. But so speaking of Blue Zone, Tracy, what you eating? I'm eating some award-winning chili, Amy. <laughs> and I feel blue like... Blue ribbon for the Blue Zone. It is blue ribbon uh, from good old Pagosha Springs, Colorado. And I feel like this would like fall into a blue zones category uh, for the most part. I this one is from so this is I call this like two grannies and ma uh, award winning chili because my mom took recipes from both of my grandmothers and combined it. And this was in Pagosa Springs, and she won in the mixed chili category, the red and the green. And, I mean, there's some fierce competition down in Southwest Colorado. (laughs) So I'm very proud of my mama for winning this chili. And I might have made it, like, a little bit. So it's kind of like two grannies, ma, and now me. (laughs) (laughs) And um, Generational chili. And I I just kind of, like, veganized it simply by uh, the recipe was, like, a pound of meat crumbles. And I used... Um, impossible grounds and they now have 73% less fat than like your kind of standard plant-based meat products. This has six grams of fat 
per serving and there's hardly any oil in it. So when you like cook with it, it, you just, it browns quickly. So you just got to be aware if you're used to cooking with like your regular impossible or the beyond meat, but the flavor is amazing. I don't know if, I mean, in the, some of the blue zones, they might eat a little bit of meat, so it could possibly fall into it, but there's chili beans, tomatoes, green chilies, a whole onion. And then my granny made her chili with like some macaroni noodles on the bottom. And it's so, so good. It's so simple and it's so filling. Um, and then it's just seasonings and simple seasonings. And so I want to put this onto our website. So when it gets cool out, uh, in October, November, you guys can go to our website and make some, uh, Mama Patty's blue ribbon chili. And then I put it, you can put like a dollop of the forager, uh, plant-based sour cream on top, you know, mm-hmm. chop up some green chives. And, uh, I mean, I don't know, some people may put cilantro in there, but it's very filling. You don't need too much of it. And I've made two batches now and I feel like this batch is really good because I used, um, like extra green chilies and then the fire roasted tomatoes. Yeah. And get it, make it it's your turn to make the chili now. Right. So a, a new generation of chili. Yeah. So make it how you want it. Level so, it up. Yes. And I do sure. have to give a shout out to my friend, Nick Debia, because he just gave me his homemade red pepper chili flakes. Mm. So good. I feel very honored to have received this jar. <laughs> and so I put some of those in here. So there's a little bit of everybody in this bowl of chili. It's a pot full of love. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, when you've got a hearty chili, you need something to wash it down. So, hey, Amy, what you drinking? Well, tonight we are actually indulging in after hours espresso martini with a hint of vanilla, uh, 10%. Um, alcohol by volume, zero sugar, and it the, is so it's so good. <laughs> so <laughs> I can't so, believe it's in a can. I know it's just incredible. So the flavors of chocolate, and we know that cinnamon goes well. I was going to make some horchata, some vegan horchata, but um, yeah, I didn't have time for that. So anyway, I was it's thinking some chocolate horchata would be lovely with this. Actually, to kind of if if you're sensitive to any kind of spice, it would cool it down nicely. So um. But yeah, so you know, we were we were thinking like maybe even like a chocolate stout, yeah, to go with this. Um, I think some dry white wine, some dry rieslings mm-hmm. would be good with this, and maybe a cabernet, um, would would be good with this too, depending on what you want. But but yeah. shoot, if you can just pop open this, pop open can this can, and like can. the mm-hmm. aromatics on it, the flavor is outstanding. The aromatics, this is really good. I'm so I glad mean, it's I like stumbled a into up. this. You put this in a martini glass. Mm-hmm. And you could put, ooh, you could put a little, yeah. So it's got a little whip, bit, of, little whip, bit, absolutely little vegan whip, vegan whip on it with a, little, a with a coffee bean and a sprinkle of sprinkle of cocoa. Chocolate. Yeah, <gasps> mm-hmm. fancy pants. <laughs> well, you know how we are. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just a little bit of carbonation with this, so not a lot. So this would be good no. over ice. This could be, mm-hmm. you know, room temperature is fine too. So it's really, really good. So I really like the flavor with the chili. Where'd you grab Excellent. this? Um, Walmart. No way. Mm-hmm. So now everybody that, can go buy Everybody it. can get it. So yeah, just if they, if your Walmart is able to sell alcohol, that's where it was up in the beer section. So I was looking for a nice stout and, you know, Guinness, things like that. Yeah. But um, I was like, oh, what's this? Oh, oh, okay. 
So yeah, because I'm a little more of a martini girl versus a beer girl. Yeah. So I, I you know, I know that the beer would probably no, this go is to waste. Very, this is very smooth. Because, I mean, I guess beer and chili is kind of filling. Mm-hmm. But this is delicious. It's really good. So I'm, 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 I'm like, well, I'll go buy this again. Just yeah, because it's, it's that good. Keep it in my bar. Just for those those nights where you just want a martini but don't really want to make one. Yeah. So, And so you're giving a shout-out to Walmart. I've got to give a shout-out to King Supers because they were one of three stores that I zipped around to where I found just the plain, like a um, garden tomato soup in the box because all the others had, like, tomato basil in a vegan soup. And I was like, I just want tomato. And so King Supers had that and it, it mm-hmm. works perfectly wonderful in this in this soup fyi for those of you who are going to make it and this is made by crooks and marker this after hours so it's a brown and black can with a sun going down it's just it's lovely so i would say pick that up for for the holidays mm-hmm. since they're coming we got to start coming here so and now that halloween is coming Woo-hoo! and our bellies are full and we've got our little beverage I think it's time to sit down and listen to some ghost stories. And we have them too. We just did we just did something really exciting, so mm-hmm. let's talk about it. Okay. Go ahead. So I listen to other people's conversations at work often. <laughs> and I go, I'm sorry, did you just say you live in a haunted house? What? <laughs> To a customer sitting across from me, and um, she says, "Yeah, she's like, it's so weird. I've I've lived in two different houses, but I've had very similar experiences in the different houses. And one of them was like with her um, clock, and at, it's always at like the same time in the morning where her her clock just kind of goes like for a little bit, and then it'll stop and be fine, and." And but she's also had like pictures fallen off of walls at night that are on a hook and it's really heavy and it just seems like and then the hook was the same but the picture was fallen and crashed and she's got things moving um, around the house and she she's her, the biggest part of her feeling is she says I one thousand percent know that there's like spirits in my room at night and it seems to feel between two and four in the morning at the base of my bed and she's like and sometimes I'll even feel just kind of like a little bit of pressure on the bed and that's where it crosses the line for me like (laughs) and she does have a cat but the cat's with her she knows like where the cat is and her roommate has had experiences as well and he has lived in um near Gettysburg and so he's he's like open to it all. And he said, oh, yeah, like tourists experience the weirdest things all the time when they're doing the tours and um, and he's experienced things. And so I said, I'm sorry, can we go to your house? <laughs> and, <laughs> Interview and you. Amy and I yeah. just want to, you know, find a quick and easy way where we can just play with some of our little ghost hunting tools that we just got. Mm-hmm. And can we bring our friend who's a psychic medium, Shane, who we just yeah. Interviewed. Shane Smith. Yeah. The lightning the psychic. The lightning psychic. Came with us. And so we we just had, we had an interesting time going through the house, listening to her stories. You had your, I think the most cool thing was the K2 meter, meter mm-hmm. um, measures EMFs. And 
you know, and you did the proper thing. I feel like you went to all of the electrical so areas. Throughout the whole house. It wasn't yeah. just, it was through the whole house. I, I checked every electrical component yeah. in the whole house and wanted to see where the hits were. Yeah. And then I tried it again, went through it again. And, and so, yeah, so we got some interesting results from that as we. And start... we found the main room uh-huh. was in her bedroom mm-hmm. to kind of hang out and just open up conversation to mm-hmm. anyone who wanted to pop in. And not a lot happened. You know, we had the reader on the bed and Shane had picked up that the roommate um, had a reading. Because when we were in his bedroom, he was like, oh, someone's here. They're saying I'm here for Bob. For Bab. And, and we're like, oh, maybe he's open to a reading. We'll see. And so then Bob pops into the room and we said, Shane has some info for you. And he asked, you know, um, did you have an uncle pass away recently? And he's like, uh, yeah, like six or seven days ago. <laughs> We're like, what? <laughs> he said, well, he popped in and he just seemed really jovial. And he's like, yeah, he was kind of a funny guy. Um, and as, as Bob started chatting, about the these people, this well, I think it was his uncle his who uncle. passed. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, Amy's like, "Oh my gosh, look, 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 look!" I'm snapping at the K two meter. Going, yeah, hello, hello. And hello. all of a sudden, it's bloop, bloop, bloop. It's m- making those EMF. Yeah, changes. It goes from green to red, and the yeah. colors in between, yellow and orange. And so we're like, it's going all the you're way. You're our red. conduit, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> and and then there was another conversation that our house. Um, House host, we'll call her Jane, um, had for her personal life, and she took Shane outside and then came back in, and they started talking about him. And as soon as that conversation pops in, broop, all the way up to red again, and we're like, <gasps> and he just passed in like earlier this summer, mm-hmm. and um, and it, it was kind of a questionable passing, and. And it was just certain times that we were talking about specific people that it it went bonkers. And other times we'd talk about people, nothing. So that was really interesting to see random shifts, but with specific conversations and asking questions and kind of like a yes answer. And I it mean, was it was interesting. And that was our I mean our first investigation and yeah. first hit. You got to be kidding me. Yeah. And so we. I, we have been actually busy at work, so we haven't. I haven't had time to listen to the digital voice recorder, but I was yeah. listening it at the house, and I kept hearing a voice going, "Black box, black box," and we weren't talking about the black box on the bed. We were not. We're like, ah! So yeah. So we'll have to. Yeah, I think I, I have really to download some software to, to kind of bring down our voices and bring up what we need to listen to. So yeah. that'll be interesting. We'll have to do it together so we don't um, like scare ourselves to half to death. I don't want to be alone listening to that. So <laughs> Let's do it in the dark in a basement. <laughs> With a candle. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so I think we'll we'll keep investigating, kind of get used to this because it's brand new to us. It's just kind of, it's it's a huge interest for both of us since yeah. we were young girls. Right. And, and we I, just happened to find each other's mm-hmm. little ghost loving spirits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we, um, yeah, so we just, Love to 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 investigate all that, and we really want to investigate more in Fort Collins, yeah. which is great. So this is why we have the, our fabulous fabulous guest with us tonight. Yeah, so. I mean we've got the ideal teacher here in the house. Um, I'd love to introduce Ms. 
Lori Jusak. She is owner and operator of Fort Collins Tours and author of a book that you absolutely need to go buy on Amazon. It's called Ghosts of Fort Collins. So you are a history buff. You're a teacher. You're a tour operator. You're an author. And um, did I read that you teach classes in paranormal studies? You know, we used to, but we haven't lately. We just haven't had time. It's been so busy. Um, the ghosts are active, right? So you're well, giving the more tours. Are active. <laughs> yeah. I tell you, they're just down there waiting for us, folks. <laughs> yeah, they hang out in Fort Collins, apparently. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and I'm actually going to be doing um, your tour this week. Oh, wonderful. And so, so excited. I've got a group of friends who are going. And you you have a, a few different tours, right? So tell us tell us all about uh, Fort Collins Tours. So Fort Collins Tours specializes in the ghost tours yes. because there are so many underground places and above ground places mm-hmm. and attics in the Old Town area that are haunted. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of activity that goes on. So we have the tours that are the regular ghost tours, our signature tour. And then we have haunted pub tours where you go and you have a drink and you listen to ghost stories. And then we have our um, ghosts and goodies tours, which are for families because we found that families want to bring their children. We want to present stories that are right for children, take them to the places that are right for children, and they get desserts along the way. Oh, nice. And we just recently resumed our alcohol tours. So we have a brewery, distillery, and winery tour. It's a walking tour. Fun, fun, fun. Adding Uh on to the bucket Mm -hmm. list. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. We visit Cooper Smith's for the brewery, and we go underneath and we see all how the brew is done. And the man who leads it, Shane Sheridan, is actually a cider brewer. I don't know if that's the right term for someone who makes cider, but he's very well versed in the brewing. And then we go to Copper Muse Distillery mm. and then to Blending's Winery Tasting Room. Oh, that's so nice. Awesome. It's that fun to do things lovely. as a group. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you'll learn things that you absolutely would not if you just pop into the brewery and order a green chili beer. Yes, absolutely, because you don't get to go downstairs and see it being made. And I love that beer. That's my favorite beer over there. The <laughs> green chili beer. I know. It is good. That is it's my a favorite seasonal. beer. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I love it so much. So tell us about the underground world of Fort Collins, which a lot of locals probably don't even know about. Well, you know, it's really interesting because when we started to do these tours, I wanted to do a history tour because we had recently moved to Fort Collins around 2010, the very beginning of 2010, and I couldn't find a history tour. And there's so much history here. Mm, great yeah. history. Yeah. So I decided to start a history tour. Never thought about a ghost tour. And I went from place to place and interviewed building owners, and I interviewed business owners, and I went to the archives. And it was interesting, as I was doing the interviews, we get all through the history of everything, And as I was about to leave almost every place, whoever I was interviewing would look a little sheepish and they'd say, and did you know it's haunted? (laughs) And, you know, I kind of at first went, oh, yeah, sure it is. You know, that's a nice story. And then when I heard it 30 different times, (laughs) I went, there's something going on down here. 
But they really often also would say, do you want to see our basement? And I am one of these weird women who I love <laughs> yeah, to go in. into your dark basement. Yeah, no, I love, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> All it. by I'll, myself. I'll walk into a place and say, do you have a creepy basement? Can I see it? <laughs> and I do this all the time. I do this in other towns as well. So, I, you know, it's just a thing. So anyway, whatever floats your boat, you know. Anyway, so they'd say, do you want to come see our basement? And I went, yes. I usually ask about wine cellars. Actually, it's it's more of a cellar. (laughs) It actually should be more of a cellar, really, because of the way it's into the ground like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know, but we had very very well-used basements back in the 1880s. Did you know that the old jail was underground? Yes, Mm -hmm. and it's... Tiny and gross yes, and scary, and I it would is. And I love not it. want to do bad things. No, no. and that that solitary confinement cell Ugh. is just the most terrifying thing. And you I, know they didn't have electricity there, yes. so you would be there in the pitch black dark 20, 23 hours a day because they would only let you out to eat. Oh my oh, God. And that's yeah. the story where the guy like probably he died of like a heart attack because he, he had anxiety and well, yeah, right? and you can see like his fingernail scrapes on the wall. I don't know about Maybe. that actually, but <laughs> I do know that he begged and pleaded not to be put in that solitary yeah. confinement cell. This was back in the 1880s. Famous gambler, Jack Cassidy. Yeah. And he gambled throughout the West. And most people, when we mentioned him, have heard of him because he was part of the old West in crowd, I guess. <laughs> and uh, he used to go from place to place playing poker and all kinds of whatever the cards were. It was a different, I can't remember the name of the card game, but when he came to Fort Collins, he was found dealing dirty cards, <gasps> which was a big deal mm. back then. And so the sheriff... Mean he had they, one up his sleeve? I don't know, <laughs> but the bartender <laughs> called for the sheriff. He sent someone to get the sheriff. And the bartender was afraid the, the people there would kill him in the bar. And so the sheriff came down literally to protect Jack and take him to the jail. So he brought him to the jail and he took him downstairs. And there were these jail cells lining the hallway. And as they went up and down the hallway... The sheriff said, you know, Jack, I don't know what to do with you. All of these guys have lost money to you. And he said, if I put you in with these guys to whom they've lost money to you, then they're going to kill you. Yeah. And when they find out that they were cheated. So he said, I'm going to put you in the solitary confinement cell for the evening. And in the morning, we'll figure out what to do with you. Well, Jack started to shake and he started to cry. And he said, oh, God, put me in with the guys who'll kill me because I'm afraid of the dark. And I am afraid to be by myself in there. And it, I just can't. I'm claustrophobic. Please don't put me in there. And for those of oh you who've gosh. seen the solitary confinement cell, it's small. Yeah. And it's dark. And it's just not a nice place. So the sheriff said, Jack, be a man. You're going to be fine. It, nothing, it's not going to kill you to be in there overnight. Well, in the morning, the sheriff took Jack his breakfast. And he went in there. And guess what? It did kill him. Um, Jack was on the floor dead. And when they wrote up the death certificate, they put anxiety, which we expect that he probably scared himself to death. Oh my gosh. Or something was in there with him that scared him to death. We never know because we do hear things down there. (sighs) Oh yeah. Yeah, and I, that's a great tour. I think I've done it a few times. And so if, if there's anyone who comes to visit Fort Collins, if you're a local, you guys do, it's like, is it seven days a week? No, we actually, year-round, we do it Friday and Saturday nights for the regular ghost tour. We do the Haunted Pub Tour on Thursday nights. Okay. And... Um, That's when I'll be at. Yeah, that'll be fun. And uh, when we get near September, October, then we do them about five to six nights a week. Mm. Right now we're running Tuesday through Saturday and then some Sundays for private tours. 
Okay. Fantastic. And and and, and have what are the most consistent experiences you've had? Yeah. Like like on a like you're gonna say, I have every time I go here, I it's something happens. Well, we have down underneath Walrus. There is a tunnel that leads to that bunker in the back that is under a parking lot. And we consistently have activity down there. And it's a very friendly ghost, I swear. He just hangs out and waits for the tours. Wow. And he just kind of goes, ooh, tours. Is that the guy who pulls ponytails? He does. Well, it's not just ponytails, but uh, we've had him pull women's hair straight up, just a (gasps) chunk of hair straight up. And it's not like static. It's like a chunk of hair. It's happened to me. And it's really kind of fun. I mean, if unless you're scared to death, it didn't scare me. Oh, I'm wearing a I ponytail. Feel, yeah. I, I well, it, yeah. You don't even have to wear a ponytail. And a lot of the young women who have worked for Walrus said when they went down to the basement, they feel a cold, clammy hand around their ankle from Ooh, time to time. Whoa. And one of the funniest things that I absolutely love about whoever this is is that when we go down there, half the time women make the reservations and they bring their husband or their boyfriend. The boyfriend or the husband is going, yeah, right, whatever. And so we're we're down there and maybe we're playing the EVP because we have an EVP of this ghost talking and they're, they're rolling their eyes and all of a sudden something will tug on their jacket sleeve or tap them on the shoulder or tap them on the back. When there's nobody near them, and they'll go, whoa. They scream like a little baby. They do, really (laughs) often. And and that's happened so many times. So we know that whoever's down there just likes them. Oh, that's great. Yeah, and he loves women. Now, that used to be the city's crematorium, right? Actually, underneath the Rio was the morgue. And the drawers are still there. Mm. And... Oh. This is a funny story. The Before it was the Rio, it was a beauty parlor, or a, a beautician school, I should say. And that was really interesting because they'd have the girls come in and learn how to do hair. And mostly it was girls, some were men. But what they loved to do to the new recruits was say, you know, we have all the brushes and all of your equipment down in these drawers. Please go open drawer three and oh you can have your new God. stuff. And when they would go down there, they knew it was an old... Uh, mortuary, and they were creeped out to go to the basement. It's a very creepy basement. They go yeah. down, they'd open up the drawer, and someone would be laying there. Oh, going, Hello! My God. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. But Peter for- Pan's first. That's the <laughs> poor girl who got made fun of the entire career. Oh, yes, absolutely. But anyway, there was an entrance from the basement of the Rio to the basement, uh, the, that bunker that we go through to, and that used to be a place where they would pull down the horse and carriage uh, that carried the bodies because they would go underground. Because back in the yeah. day, when you died, they would put wax on your face to preserve you. And oh. if you were out in the sun, you would melt. So they wanted to take you <laughs> underground as quickly as possible. And I, we think that is why there is so much activity there. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah, And we have a lot of friends who work at the Rio, or who have worked at the Rio. And um, I actually just chatted with a gal last night who worked at the Rio and she's like, yeah, she's like, when I was a hostess, I hated, they would make me go roll silverware downstairs and it's so creepy down there. <laughs> I said, well, you know, there used to be a mar- marcher, what is it? Mortuary, Mortuary yeah. down there. And she's like, oh my God, now that makes sense. <laughs> so <laughs> scary. <laughs> yeah. And so what's, what's, um, you've been doing this a long time. So what's the newest place that is in discovery for any kind of haunts versus we always go here, 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 here. And then, 
Has there any activity, been any activity in newer places? Yeah, are there like new ghosts? New ghosts. Or are they all old ghosts? Yeah. Well, we find that they're new to us sometimes, Mm -hmm. but they've been haunting places for a long time. We recently started going into the attic of Blind Pig. And I don't know if you've ever seen attic. There is. Well, it's a second oh, story. It's an old building. And yeah. the Blind Pig is one of my favorite places mm-hmm. to eat. If you are vegan, or if you, yeah. or if you're a meat eater, anything there is. They've wonderful. got a lot of good options there. So we had friends eating there, and uh, Nate, the owner, was telling them about the ghost upstairs. So one of his uh, family members is really good friends with one of my best friends. So she <gasps> called me, and I'm she sorry, said, "That was my chili." <laughs> <laughs> She said, well, you've got to go in and talk to Nate. So I went in and Nate, who is fabulous, said, you know, I used to live on the second story here. It was an apartment back then. And he said, I was sleeping and I knew there was some kind of activity. I could feel it. I could hear the footsteps. And he said, so I had an alarm on all of the doors because I didn't want anybody to be able to get in when I was sleeping. You know, it's old town. It can get a little crazy at night. And so he said, I closed up the restaurant. I came upstairs all the alarms are on. And he said, I start falling asleep and all of a sudden I feel something watching me and I open up my eyes and in the doorway with the light back behind him is a man in the doorway of my bedroom. Oh, oh. So he said, I reached for the baseball bat and I got up and I turned around and he was gone. So I went looking for him and there was nobody in the upstairs. So I went downstairs. There was nobody in the downstairs and if he had opened up any of the doors or windows, the alarm would have gone off. There was nobody in there. And he said, that's when I knew we had a haunting. And he said, I really didn't sleep all well the rest of that night. Yeah. yeah. Why do yeah. they have to come at night? Like in your bedroom? You're when tired. You're vulnerable. Come on. You. We had a hard day. Like, just pop in yeah. while I'm making dinner in the kitchen at, or maybe <laughs> lunchtime, you know? Well, I always wonder if it's, you know, you're kind of in and out of consciousness if maybe that's when they're trying to get your attention. I don't know. That, yeah. That's a good, yeah. that's a good. Yeah. Your brain's yeah, more mm-hmm. active and thinking of other things. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. It's a good yeah. point. Do you want to hear about our recent activity? Yes. Yes. Really yes exciting. Do I don't, I don't so, want to stop this at all. I know. <laughs> Mama Jerry's going to have to cut us off. <laughs> so we also go down under old, old town square. There is a place underneath near pinball that we go through a little tunnel area and the room at the end has this mirror and we've started to call it the spirit mirror because we've always had things reflect in this mirror that aren't there. And this last couple of weeks, we have had so many photos of an entity in that mirror. And we take pictures, we tell people to take pictures in rapid succession so you can see, okay, here's where this person is, here's where this person is. And all of a sudden there's something there that wasn't there in the other frames. And two nights ago, we had a guest on the tour who took a photo and got the creepiest looking woman. I saw, I saw that on Facebook. Oh, oh my yes. God. And, and I commented, just... I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. Did the ghost tour guide see it? And I think uh, yes. someone responded and they said, yep, they saw it right away. Yeah. We always make sure if we're going to put it on the Facebook that the guide was there and no, it's not Photoshopped. Right. And it is just the creepiest thing. And in fact, one of our guides on the haunted Facebook saw it and she just put one word nope (laughs) like i'm not going to take the tour down there tonight i do not want to deal with this and that's a like there's you can see like 
facial yes. features. Like it it's a really complete it's, and it's misty white. It is almost like a skeleton facial in a dress. It, yeah, or in something. a dress. It's, with a, hair. it's womanly. So yeah. it's definitely yeah. womanly. Mm-hmm. And I always wonder if it's Mary Avery because mm. the story is about the murderous Ma- Mary Avery, <gasps> oh, which so. is in the Fort Collins book. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, and, and I think what's so interesting about. Um, when you read this book is, you know, how the, you find out, oh, that's the Avery house. And then you hear the story of this couple of how it happened. That, and the Avery house actually isn't in there. I need to qualify that. Oh, I'm sorry. The, uh, the, it's underneath uh, the Avery building is where we are. Okay. Yeah. There's another famous couple that you talk about in your book, um, husband and wife. James and Eva Howe. Yes. yes. The house. So, you know, you're like, oh, I drive down that street or, oh, I know that building. And then you hear the story of it. It's not related to the street. In fact, um, how Mr. Howe would roll over in his grave if he thought he was being associated with James Howe. It's Howe's. Oh. Yeah. And James Howe. Yeah. Did you actually talk about that in the book as well? I didn't. I didn't. Because I didn't know then. The book was actually published, I think, gosh, it's been uh, 10 years. Since 2012. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's... Yeah, I didn't know something. That's me and my terrible memory. I apologize. okay. Not a problem. But there's so many good characters and references of our history of Fort Collins, of the people, of the buildings, the houses that that we all frequent. Mm -hmm. And to know, you know, so if you're a history buff, this this book is really good. It, It... the way you talk about it is is remarkable because you're learning the history and learning the 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 tales of our past and these people and where they are and it's amazing. I just and if you've got ADD, you can learn something fascinating in five minutes. It's mm-hmm. not like it's a five hundred page book, and you know you you can easily read that just little chunks at a time mm-hmm. and be so entertained. Is the um, Reader's Digest condensed? It is. <laughs> yes, yeah. it is. And, you know, I think one thing that makes you really cool for this tour, for this book, is that you're also a skeptic. I am. I am. I actually did not really believe in ghosts. And we started doing this tour, and we now have 11 fabulous guides. And they are just theatrical, and they are in costume, and they... They are just wonderful at telling stories. But in the very beginning, you poor people were stuck with me. And I was just telling the stories. And I'm a history buff, but I was throwing in the ghost stories because it sold tours. We put out the tours and we had history tours and ghost tours. And nobody would buy the history tours. I can't give away a history tour. (laughs) But everybody wanted to go on the ghost tour. So it's like the kid with the broccoli, the mashed potatoes. The mom gives them that. And she puts the broccoli in the mashed potatoes or underneath it so he will get the broccoli. <laughs> well, I put the history in the ghost the tour ghost. so you guys will get the history. Please listen to the history. So, And I do hear that a lot. The people are really interested in the history. They wouldn't go on a history tour, but they loved having the history on the ghost tour. Yeah. But I will tell you, the first two months we went out there and I went, ah, I'm not worried about ghosts. After all the things that happened the first two months, I went home and I said to my three sons who were in business with me, I don't want to do this anymore. I am scared. I don't like this. This is creepy. Oh, wow. And we started hiring guides. And some of the guides we hired in, in 2011 are still with us. That's how long we've all been together. Wow, We're great. like a family. And so they're just like super brave and they have experiences they and they're like, yeah, they're, oh, they're they just think, into it. They think it. it's yeah. very cool. I mean, yeah. they really enjoy it. I, See, I myself, <laughs> I was 
Well, I had some not great experiences in the beginning. And there are some places we don't go, which I will not tell you where, but I That's will good. tell you that things happened that were disturbing and mm -hmm. I didn't like that. But um, we now, most of the places we go, it's fairly amiable benevolent spirits, benevolent yeah, spirits so, yeah. and or they're they're benign where they're not going to you know do anything that is really kind of awful so no, we'll go home with you that's wonderful yeah. yeah and you can pick this book up at the crowded bookshelf too so we'll oh, see nice. renee oh, yeah. um, online pop-up bookstore fort collins so um the crowded bookshelf.com so um, yeah, so pick this book up there for sure. This is wonderful. Local independent bookseller. Mm -hmm. Yep, absolutely. We got to support those people. You know, absolutely. the one story that I was reading about was the ghost of Trimble Court and about Ed Trimble. And he um, he and his associates built the op Opera Galleria, which, which is beautiful. Beautiful. It's a beautiful historic landmark in Fort Collins. And then we have the the alley there. But I just really like the story of 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 him being a billiard owner as well. And just, just kind of saying, we, you know, we got to pump up for Collins. We want to make it this great place for people to come visit. And so that's like a good thing, you know, like mm -hmm. if he was haunting the area to say, Hey, Ed, you know, thanks for making Fort Collins so great. And we're still trying to make it great and, and get people here. And I love that. So it's just kind of like in his spirit kind of a thing. So yeah. Can you, what, what can you tell us about Ed? Well, Ed is kind of interesting in that he's still around. He was a fiddler. And a violin fiddle, whatever. Oh, and yeah. he, in Trimble Court, if you go down Trimble Court, sometimes people will see him off to the side still playing his fiddle. They'll hear him. Yeah. And that's kind of fun. But it is, it is really interesting about the Opera Galleria. You would think that there had been an opera in the Opera Galleria. And Ed Trimble and his cronies actually started that Opera Galleria because they wanted to have classier stuff. We were the wild, wild west back then. <laughs> in the 1880s, they did a census. There were like 800 people and there were 13 bars and innumerable brothels and mm -hmm. gambling establishments. And there was a section of the city, a, 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 a lot of really nice people who wanted to make it more of a family place, make it more of a sophisticated town. Mm -hmm. So they thought the Opera Galleria would bring in people for the opera. They never had an opera there because they couldn't <laughs> sell the They're opera. Like, we got you. I know. <laughs> so I now know. go to the bar. They had that's exactly it. They had dances. They had uh, a lot of native music. A lot of um, when I say native, I mean like Western. What was going on here in music at the time? They had shows. They had plays. They had vaudeville eventually, but they never had an opera. So we didn't class up the joint. So that it's still much. kind of pretty much the same, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We still don't have an opera. Yeah, and but Ed Trimble, he worked that until the night he died. He used to stay until the end. He would close up whatever was going on, and he would walk across the street and down Trimble Court towards his house. And the night after he died, he went home that night. He went home and he didn't wake up in the morning. And the night that from the night on after that, people would still hear his footsteps going across what is College Avenue, down Trimble Court, and towards his house around 2 in mm, the morning. That's so really cool. If you want to hang out at 2 in the morning at Trimble Court, okay. that's the okay. time to... <laughs> it, people ask me all the time, what can I go do without having access to all this stuff? I said, you've got access to Trimble Court. Yeah. Go talk to Ed Trimble. Yeah. So when they see... If, when people say, you know, they see spirits, and maybe it's different, you know, per energy 
Are they seeing like a full-bodied person or is it like, I see through you? You know, it's all different things. I've only had one experience myself on this tour and that was underneath Walrus. And, you know, we know that the gentleman, there are a couple of gentlemen that we know of. Uh, Charlie, uh, Lisa's, Lisa, who owns Walrus, has had a lot of experience with him around. He whistles around the, the, the upper floor when they've closed down and there's nobody else there. They can hear whistling around there. And then the spirit that we are most familiar with on the tour is a tall Frenchman. And the EVP is in French. And, um, oh, that's right. That'd be so cool. Yeah. And, bleu. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, but one night the tours were all done. And this was when my sons and I were still doing the tours. And the son that was doing the tour with me is 6'3", and he had a black bowler and a black cape, and he was doing the tour with me. And then he said, I'll take everybody back upstairs and do the next story, and you just stay down here and turn off the lights. And there are a lot of little rooms in Walrus. We used to go in another room that we don't go into now because it's just really not safe. But I, I was going around turning off lights. Wait, I, wait, 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 not okay. safe. Does that mean, is that where you had weird, weird no, experiences? No, uh, because or? there's a lot of electrical stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. no, no, no. It's, and, and there's a, yeah, I'm not even going to go into it. But in any case, I went to turn the light off in there. I turned the corner and there was this tall man in a black hat and a black coat. And I thought it was my son. I said, you scared the you know what out of me. <laughs> I said, are you trying to get the life insurance early? I'm going to have a heart attack. And as I looked, as the figure started to turn around it just dissipated in front of me and i'll tell you if you ever saw a fat 50 year old sprint upstairs <laughs> at that time i was about 50 and i was fairly hefty and i still i think i made those stairs about five seconds flat training for the olympics yes oh that's right gosh. i was like get up to the top and i'll be like, oh my oh my oh. well you're and, looking good now so you well, must have been running from a lot of ghosts I, over there the you go yes. that's right. well thank you so much but anyway i got upstairs and after the tour i said to rob and my son oh my god you should you should see what i saw and he goes did you see the guy and i'm like oh my god and he goes yes. you know him too he's seen, he, he says i've seen him tall guy and and black but yep that's our frenchman i think Oh, oh, Amy, cool. you could chat with him. Yes, that would be great. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. that'd be so much fun. Well, That's... I can play the EVP for you. Yes, we need to do that. Yeah, maybe, maybe we can maybe get that and we'll kind of yeah, put that. Yeah, that would there. be that'd really be cool. And 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 by the way, just for people who are you know listening, if you're lo- Walrus is a wonderful locally made ice cream store. They've been around for a very long time, mm-hmm. and they are right next door to my favorite restaurant, the Rio Grande Mexican Restaurant, mm-hmm. and um. That's right on Mountain Street. It's a really active street. Um, and we've got College Avenue uh, going down Main Street. And then you have Old Town Square. And that's where a lot of the old buildings are. And I think you can even look up and can't you see like the year that you buildings can. are made? And there are plaques on most of the buildings. And you can actually go to the visitor center and get a little do your own tour and go from plaque to plaque and learn oh, about that's the history. Oh, that's great. Which is really fun. I've got to give a plug for Walrus again mm-hmm. here because Lisa has made sure that the ingredients and everything in Walrus are just top quality ingredients. And I just stopped by tonight because I have a good friend who can't have corn syrup. And I asked, I said, do you use sugar or corn syrup? And they said, oh my goodness, we use sugar. <laughs> Not use, what are you saying? What, we never yeah. use corn what do you syrup. Think we are? Yeah, that's right. But <laughs> How dare it's, you? It's just so amazing. Just 
great yeah. ice cream. Yeah. yeah, and they've got like their homemade waffle cones, oh, and and they always good. have a vegan ice cream option mm-hmm. as well. So it's they serve everybody yeah. there, and it's just so fun. Yeah. And they're locally owned, and they're not a chain, right? Yeah, and Lisa owns it. Uh, her son works there. You know, they they are very conscious about hiring local kids. Yeah, you know, students, and the lines are out the door. Yeah, they all are. the time. Yeah, but yeah. you know what? They go really so fast. worth it. So. They go fast, yes. and it's worth it. Worth mm-hmm. the yeah. wait. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That that's that good. I mean, consistently. It's not like once in a while. I mean, there is yep. usually a line, but nobody cares. Or waiting in line, and maybe uh-huh. you see a ghost when you're there. So maybe yeah. worth maybe it. your maybe your ponytail get you know lifted or whatever. So, so when I'm going on the tour, um, can I bring my own little ghost hunting tools? Yes, we encourage you to, and we actually have some that we can loan you. Oh. We have an e- we have some EMFs that we loan out while you're there and let you walk around. Um, Amy, you... can I borrow yours? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know you can download on your phone quite a few ghost hunting apps that are really fun, the K two and that kind of thing. Okay, but uh, you can bring anything you want. The only thing you can't do is video everything. Mm-hmm. You can take photos. You can video little clips, but you we just save it can't... for the experience. Absolutely. So and just for self. You know, it's not like we're here to, to, you know, make money off of it. We just want to, like, investigate and for our yeah. own fun, you know, kind of like, wow, that's great. But that p- picture you posted on Facebook was incredible. Yeah. We we also have a mystery under Aikens right now. If you want to, maybe we'll take you down there. Mm-hmm. We have uh, stackable chairs down there. And the landlord went down there recently and said it creeped him out because the chairs were in a semicircle. And he says, I assume that's because for the tour, they decided to use the chairs. Well, we never touch anything because it's not our stuff down there. Right. So I said, I will talk to my guides and make sure no one is touching anything. So I talked to each of the guides and nobody, and my guides are all very honest if they've done something, you know, we, we've worked together. You don't even have time to do that because no, we're just no, like, you're, yeah, you're in and out. And, yeah. and you know, we've worked together, most of us for a decade. So they're like, no, but that's kind of creepy. So anyway, the landlord had gone down and instead of having them in a semicircle, stacked them again and then went down two days later and they were in a semicircle again. Mm. So he said, I think your guides are doing this. I said, no, they're not. So talk to Aikens, the employees at Aikens. Nobody's doing that. So then the the, uh, landlord said, you know, I went down there just to mess with everybody and I had two rows of, of chairs facing the wall. The opposite wall, what? which just looks like Blair Witch, you know. Oh, my God. So anyway, we went down there, and we thought that was really funny, but I told everybody, don't touch the chairs. Well, the next night we go down there, and the chairs are in little groups of three facing each <gasps> other like there should be a bistro table. And so I, chills here, I said, Lori. who did that? <laughs> None of my guys did it. Nobody at Aikens did it. So far, I haven't been able to talk to the landlord, but I can't imagine he did because on weekends he doesn't come in. Okay, we need some video like, cameras. And set you need out. a camera down there. I, I mean, that's, like, there. that's but, a lot of energy that it takes yeah. to move something like that. But here's the next thing: we go down the next night, and they're in a different configuration. Oh my word! So, and I can tell you that it takes a lot of energy. But I have been in a room in the Armadillo Garage. Uh-huh. Oh, the Armadillo. Armadillo. Two o'clock in the afternoon, I was actually helping a master's in tourism class learn how to stage tours. So I'm standing, there's only one thing in that garage room, and it is a stack of plastic chairs. So I have my back to the plastic chairs, and I'm telling the group, there are about 20 students right in front of me in that room, and I'm saying, and here is how you stage a, a safe tour. You check for this, you check for that. And all of a sudden, behind me, I hear something sliding, and I see the faces on the poor kids from CSU going, oh, my God. 
And I turn around and the chairs are moving sideways <gasps> by them. What? And I'm talking about how many? Ha- probably ten chairs stacked. It was like it was a heavy the, thing. The ghost oh, is like, I'm doing yeah. it safely. I'm doing it safely. <laughs> <laughs> so that was one of those things where we had an experience with, with a whole room full of people seeing this happen. That's incredible. So wow. I know it can happen. I know these that things can happen. Blows my mind. I know. Right. We so gotta, we gotta harken, do that. Harken back to Aikens. I, I know it could happen. I'm just waiting. I'm hoping someone steps forward and says, I'm doing this to mess with you. Right. But so far, we haven't found anybody. And we also yeah, hear it's like you need. You think they'd want to put a video camera well, down there? This just to see. started. Yeah, this just started. And all right, we, we got new haunts. We've mm. long had. We'll be down there doing a tour, and we will hear footsteps on the stairs, the wooden stairs coming down, and we'll think there's an employee coming down. Employee coming down, and no one will be there. And we'll we'll actually watch. We'll we'll be watching. We'll hear the footsteps. There'll be nobody there. So that's. There's something going on. There. Mm-hmm. And Aikens is another really cool place. Yeah. Owned by locally Suzanne. made they, locally, clothing, right? Yeah. Oh, they make clothing. Yeah. They can make clothing. I have one for of their hats. Team, and they have knitted stuff that is absolutely yeah, knitted wonderful. Cap. It's really and a cute. lot of Fort Collins centric mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. yeah. Wonderful. Well, thank you for being just so supportive of our, of our local businesses and, and just giving it a fun twist. Thank you. On on learning and education and groups with people. And I know my friends are excited to go on this tour. Yeah, learning the history of Fort Collins at yeah. the same time. Yeah. So. And um, what do you have a website? Yes, www.fortcollinstours.com. And that's F O R T. We do spell it out. So just okay. fortcollinstours.com. And if you go on there, you can read about the tours, you can click on each tour, and you can buy tickets there. And your book, Ghosts of Fort Collins, you can get at the Crowded Bookshelf. Also at Firehouse Books. And Firehouse Books, that's locally owned as well. But yeah, I would encourage you to go to any of the locally owned places, Firehouse Books, uh, the smaller places. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, and anything else that you want to put in that you were just like, ah, they need to know this. (laughs) We're open year round. And I will tell you guys the best time to go is during the winter. For some reason, activity ramps up around Valentine's Day. Ooh, I don't know why. Perfect. It's not a Valentine's Day thing, but I will tell you it's a great date night. It'll bring you closer, folks. <laughs> well, guess who met her fiance on Valentine's Day? Really? At the Rio. At the Rio. Oh my god. This gal. How about that? So that will be a that will be a great Valentine's evening date. Yes. Please come with us. We can go have an early dinner at the Rio and mm-hmm. then go on a spooky tour. That would be cool. I think we should hook that up. And we yeah. actually may have a new basement to go visit that is really <gasps> creepy that we've been pursuing for about 12 years. Wow. So that's I'll amazing. Let you know as soon as we have. Oh, and okay. And one last thing that I just, that I think is so fascinating and I'm really bummed that it's blocked off is how okay so there's all these underground tunnels yeah. and then there's walls blocking potential rooms well i found and how it. you found <laughs> yeah. you guys found like an old speakeasy that was yeah. just like left and wow. blocked off like glasses towels well we have uh, <sighs> let me clarify with that because I finally figured out where it was after 12 years of looking but it but it was just a fortuitous thing but 
I heard about 12 years ago about this speakeasy that was raided by the cops in the 1920s. You know, Fort Collins was dry from 1896 to 1969. Is that wow. unbelievable? That was we a bad had, that's idea. That's 50 years. Every, well, it's more than that. It's <laughs> yeah, a well, lot. Well, yeah, yeah, but, but still. Yeah, I mean, Fort Collins was dry wow. because of the temperance ladies and the temperance movement. And we just were under prohibition much longer than America. Statue in general. Of broads. So I know. And, and so, but you know, it was wild here before that. And they, they blamed a lot of the murders, the, the crime on alcohol. So they cleaned it up a little bit, but right, gosh, that's holding right. a grudge for, you but know, 50 plus years. Anyway, years. I heard from the utilities guys that they had opened up this wall and they found in there a bar that had been raided during prohibition by the cops. And the cops had just put up a brick wall where the door had been oh. in there and they hadn't taken... And You're they, done. They, yeah, they just <laughs> kicked him out and, and bricked it up. But they said, when we went in there, the glasses were still sitting on the table. The, the towels wild. were still over the bar. Nothing had changed. A couple of chairs were knocked over, but it looked like it would have in 1920 Just think of something. like the fingerprints that would right. be on those glasses. So oh wait, my God, So yeah. what time was that? It was 18 to what year? No, uh, 1896 to 1969 was the prohibition. Oh, so that's 70. Yeah. So, oh yeah. my. But they the... They think this was raided in the 1920s because there oh, were a lot of raids okay. going on, but they they bricked it up. But anyway, when they went through the utilities, they were told to brick it up again, so no one would go in there. Wah, and wah. They, yeah, and so I spent 12, you know what, years trying to find this thing, and I thought I had it cornered because I had there was a tunnel that went this way underneath uh, Old Town Square, and there was a tunnel that came that way, and I swore there was a gap. I begged them to let me drill a hole so I could see. <laughs> you want to peek through. And you want to yeah, peek through the speakeasy. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have the so, password? So in it, I know, I know. So anyway, but I'll tell you, fortune comes through in really weird ways. And there was a woman on our tour about a year ago, and she said, you know, my boyfriend is about to open a pizza place, and there is the creepy basement underneath it. Do you want to come in? And I went, oh, yeah, I sure do. And we went down there, and he said, you know what we have is the door to the old speakeasy. No way! I went, that's not where I thought it was, but oh my God. And we go down into this tunnel, and, and it's between Corner Slice and the Northern, and you go into this little room off to the side, and there's this old, old door that would have led to the speakeasy that they've filled in with dirt now. <gasps> but in any case, you can see the speakeasy door. And I was so excited. You know, this is such a, a nerdy history thing yeah. for me. So cool. Yeah. And that I said to I said to Brian, who owns Corner Slice, nicest guy on the great pizza, by the way. And I said to him, you know, you could have offered to take me to Bermuda or to Disneyland. I would rather come down and see this freaking door. <laughs> yes. Because I've looked for this for 12 years. This is like magic for me. And it it is. It's magic to go down there and know that this door is there and on the other side is the speakeasy. Because you never get to see that except in movies. Right. So, right. and anyway, if you're going through on the tour and you go through Corner Slice, note where it is because if you take in your little tour receipt that's on your phone, they will give you 15% off your whole order. Oh, right. that's, that's awesome. Nice. Great pizza. So, so, do you think, will we never be able to get to like, they won't ever let you open it because they, of safety? Well, they reasons filled it in with or, dirt. They actually bulldoze oh, so them with just... dirt. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. They're trying to keep the underground safe. 
Yeah, so I get that. Yeah. Were there pictures taken just for posterity reasons? I don't think so. That's I don't what's think so weird. It's was, history. Well, there may be utility guys who have photos. There may be people who have photos. If you're out there and you have photos, yes, please share them. Please yeah. share them. Yeah, that is just so know, important. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Or, uh, or on your Haunted Fort Collins on tour. Yes, Fort Collins. Yeah, just, Facebook, whatever. Yeah, you can so, go yeah. to my Facebook, Haunted Fort Collins, or our Facebook, or you can go to the, if you go to the website, fortcollinstours.com, and my email is on there. You can email me any information you have. I, and that holds for anything underneath Fort Collins or around Fort Collins, the history, because we love to hear it. The yeah. history is always interesting. We love it. And Corner Slice is at 172 North College Ave, Suite C. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so stop yeah. in there. It, it says Square. College Thanks, Avenue, Nick. but it's actually yeah. on Walnut. If you're on Walnut, it's right along Walnut, just down from the northern. You go northern. Great. Starbucks, and then them. You said Nick was the owner? Brian. Oh, whoa. Yeah. That was close. Brian with, Sorry. I was <laughs> that's off. okay. Brian with Sorry, Corner Slice. Brian. And, yeah, they own two. They own one in Steamboat Springs, and they own one here. So they're an independent. They're wonderful. Super. Nice. Love it. Well, I wish them all the best, and uh, hopefully there's... I don't know. Maybe they do want a little bit of creepiness so that they can be part of the tour. Yeah. That'd be <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on. We really enjoyed it. This is, oh my gosh. This can just, we do this? Like this is every other month. Like, <laughs> full of glee. We're like, yes. <laughs> and if you ever start up a paranormal study course, uh, please inform Amy and I, because there. we'll be your top students. <laughs> well, you know, we just might do that again. That would be fun. We actually interact with the Ghostbusters a lot. If you've seen the Ghostbusters yes, group, I love them. they, they are... just did a recent Instagram with uh, the local Fort Collins, what was he, Doodad or something? There's a really funny oh, one. Oh, Doodad, he's funny. Yeah, yeah. With uh, the Fort Collins Ghostbusters. Yes. And, um, and, I can't remember what I was going to say. Yeah. I was oh. excited. But we just they, saw it. So that they, was great. They just bring so much fun to everything. Yeah. Yet, uh, had, you know, they, we, we just had the symphony. Fort Collins Symphony just did the Halloween Pops. And we sponsored and Ghostbusters went up and danced. No way. On the stage. You know, when they played Ghostbusters. And, and their car is so cool. Oh, it is so cool. But anyway, maybe we could, uh, you know, I can't speak for them. I'm speaking out of turn here, but I could could call them and see if we could maybe team up and do a paranormal Oh, class. that'd be great. That'd, that'd be, be awesome. so fun. We mm-hmm. could like start the new like Scooby-Doo group. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That would be We'll great. be meddling kids. Uh, you know, yeah. we even have a great Dane. So, oh, oh see, yeah, we but, could do this. Yeah, but her name is Char and she's very sweet. She's not like Scooby-Doo. She doesn't go, whoa. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> She'd we be afraid it. of the ghosts. <laughs> oh, well, we'll start our own, you know, version of friendly Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> With friendly ghosts. There you go. <laughs> Nothing scary. And Casper. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I will uh, be seeing one of your teammates this week mm-hmm. and... Folks, come visit Fort Collins, come on a tour, and it sounds like you have a lot of options. And, um, and hey, don't forget to, um, you know, start subscribing to the TNA party because we've got some cool information for you. We have lots you of do. cool things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so happy Halloween, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. And, yeah, check us out on Instagram. And, and Aim, yeah. you wanted to, before we rock out of October, you wanted to roll into November with a positive oh, thought. Oh, yes. So I am making a challenge here. I would like to have a, um, in the best way we can, um, no complaints in November. Mm-hmm. It'd be nice to have 
to stop ourselves to create this positivity before we complain about every little and thing. And you and I might have to catch each other at work. Right. Hold each other accountable. <laughs> but maybe count when you want to complain about something. I mean, not just stubbing. I mean, stubbing your toe cause, is a cause for colorful metaphors. But, yeah. you know, uh, you know, just we're heading into the season where we're going to lose these beautiful leaves on the trees and it's going to be stark and cold and dark. So how do we, what do we do? We complain. I hate getting up in the morning. It's dark. I hate going home in the evening. It's dark. Amy, I hate that it's not summer. I know. That's me. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm thinking, okay, so how do we change our mindset? Because we all have this this um, heaviness on our on our hearts and souls about what's coming. So how do we make it better? And maybe we do tour, like ghost tours and things like that and you go do downtown. Fun things do the fun things. And, and Fort Collins has so many wonderful things to do downtown. So maybe we can not complain. When you're trying to catch yourself, either write it down, don't say it, write it out, mm-hmm. and then say, you know, whatever you're feeling and how you can change it into a positive attitude or take take time to just breathe through it, count to 10, don't say anything, and then let that feeling pass. And so we can stay positive. There's just so much bad going on in the world right now. And not to complain about it, but I'm just saying. And you can often turn it around. Turn it around. Yes. Yeah, turn around and say, gosh, I know that what um, I really there's feeling? so many people hurting and, and how can we turn this around and, and think about something more positive and, 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 and create a domino effect for everybody else and be the light and be the positive influence. And, and for the people that show up to work, thank them. And, oh my gosh, you know, maybe your delivery is late or maybe something has happened. Well, let's, let's think about how fortunate we are and that there are some people less fortunate and then not complain about the little things in life and be a little more grateful well, As we're we, moving into the season we're of gratitude. The, we are. And so be nice to just carry that through our until we can get to spring. <laughs> well, you know what? I got to tell you, I am very grateful for these French chocolates that Mama G just yes, brought us from thank Europe. Thank you so much, Mama G. Can you give us a little uh, holla, Amy? Is there the applause? Oh, oh yes. I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm dropping the ball here tonight. She on went on a European so. tour and brought us these beautiful Parisian chocolates. I mean, I'll always get a hall of for chocolate, but these are beautiful. Thank you so much, Mama G. We're happy to have you back. And we are thankful for this episode, for everyone showing up for October, Rocktober. And go get your spooky on, whatever that looks like. And we want to hear about it, too. If you have ghost stories, please hit us up and tell us about it. Yeah, so. find us on Instagram. Uh, you can, we'll include that link in our link in our the voice the voice memos and yeah we're trying to get our voice memos going um please let it if you try to do a voice memo and you can't please let us know yeah please yeah let us know for (laughs) sure but yeah we're working through our tech tech issues but um yeah join join the party and we we want to have people commenting and and letting us know what what you want to listen to what you like listening to what was your favorite shows and we always have like a little q a under at the bottom of each episode like if you listen on spotify if you look in there there is a question that you can answer or there's a survey so we want to interact with our listeners because it's a party absolutely and we want we want to make it a party for everybody around the world and to enjoy it and to enjoy what what you like locally too but 
we can act internationally and talk yeah, about this grow, around the world. So yeah. Please follow us and, you know, be a, alert to each new one Cummins because we're always going to try and keep something positive in your life. Yeah. So we're going to have no complaint in November. We're going to bring the positive uh, light to every day that we can and every hour that we do have the light. Let's bring something positive and be thankful for every single day. And if day. it's dark, hey, get your K2 meter out. Yeah. <laughs> Find those ghosts. <laughs> and let us know what you found. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you, everybody. Really appreciate it. And thank you so much for Fort Collins Public Media for letting us record down here. We love it. We thank love it. You. Love it. So, Happy Rocktober. Yeah. Thank you. And thank you, Lori. Thank you. Thank so you, much Lori. Um, all right. We'll talk to you soon and we'll be back in the next month to bring you something else good. So mm -hmm. take care, everybody. Bye. Bye.